marriages aren't perfect. No human being is perfect. You will make mistakes every single day of your life. It's just for some reason within society, we put a scale as to what matters and what doesn't. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we are doing a topic that you guys have requested, which is deal breakers within relationships. That's right. We asked Instagram, what would be some things that if you saw might be a red flag for you and might be something that you could no longer continue the relationship with? So we put together this list and we're going to talk through them. And maybe some ways to, to work through these issues because we do think that there is a lot of value in working through difficult problems and difficult situations with your significant other. But maybe, just maybe, and this is up to you, there might be some things that uh, you can't deal with. So yeah, we're just going to have discussions. A lot of these are really interesting. You guys had some very strong opinions on what would work and would not work within a relationship. Again, we are just giving our opinions when it comes to it, but... I think this one's going to be fun. Yeah, maybe just, uh, you know, be a little thought provoking. But before <laughs> yeah. we jump into this list of, what is it, over 10 plus things that might be deal breakers. A lot more than that. Yeah. Please, if you haven't yet, subscribe to this show and give it a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. We hope this show provides value. And our goal with all the content that we make is to help you draw closer and feel deeper connected to your spouse and to your family. So we hope that this does that. And uh, anyway, let's get to it. Yes. Okay. We are going to dive right in. One of the most talked about topics within deal breakers or issues within relationships are exes. Mm. Okay, babe. What do you think? Can you have a relationship with an ex? You're saying, am I dating this person again? No, I'm saying you and I are, you are, you and I are married. Is it a deal breaker if I'm a friend with an ex of mine? So... My initial reaction is no. Maybe there's some extenuating circumstances that might allow for that door to be open, but I wouldn't feel, maybe it's a pride thing. Maybe it's me not being secure enough in in my manlyhood or uh, in our relationship to let you do that. But I just don't view it as necessary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. And I feel like I personally have gone back and forth on this topic. We've had this topic or we've had this conversation a lot more so with which we'll get to. Can can your spouse have friends of the opposite sex? We've had that conversation a lot because I was always that girl in high school that had a lot of guy friends because I was more athletic and I just related to the football team and I related to the soccer team more than the girls. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I always ran. So I've kind of bounced back and forth. Can you have a friendship with an ex? I think I think it would take special um, scenarios. I, I don't think you could have been in love with them and it be a friendship. Yeah, but what does that even mean? How do you even gauge that? That's what I'm saying. I think it's safer to just not have that in your life. I do think it's safer, yes. But do I think there's like a fine line there? Potentially. Because... You could have gone on a date with someone once in high school who like you were like, whoa, absolutely not. And you were friends. Yeah. OK, 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 OK. So you're saying there might be qualifications of, hey, we dated for six months. Can I still be friends with this person? But yes. if it's if it's over six months, no. <laughs> but if it's under six months, yes. All of that to say, I think it's a gray line where at the end of the day, you know, the intention in your heart of 
what that relationship is. If there are any harbored feelings there, it's best to stay away. But I, I agree. I think that dives into can you can your spouse have friends of the opposite opposite sex? Um, I don't think close friends. No, that's kind of how I feel. I'm, and maybe that's too traditional of me or old school. I don't know what it is. Uh, I'm certainly not trying to be oppressive, but again, why? What's the? Uh, I again, I've gone back and forth on that, but I think I agree because it wasn't until even recently that I had a conversation with someone once and they were talking about how they had been these best friends for so long. And 20 years later, he realized he had been in love with her the whole time. And I I truly believe if you're a really, really, really close friend, then someone within that relationship wouldn't mind if things went further. Right, right, right. Even if it isn't you and you're truly there just to be a friend and you can never see that person as something else, maybe they could. I just feel like if I'm if I'm opening up to another woman about the struggles I'm going through and yeah. maybe it's even talking about, oh my gosh, my relationship with my wife is yeah. tough. That goes down, the path that that leads to is nothing good, I don't yeah. feel like, you know? I think that's, yeah, I I am on that team these days. Yeah. I think it's just better to be bros and hang and be like, hey, they're a friend, but they're more so like my husband's friend. Yeah, yeah. You know, then then the person I'm going to go sit down and have coffee with and tell them, oh, I'm having a really hard time because. All right. As a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, This has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the colorful chemistry kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. This. They're not going to be your first call if something goes wrong in your life. So that's how I feel about it. Would love to hear your opinion too. Please share them uh, in the the ratings, reviews, YouTube comments, wherever. But I will say, there's a question on here. Can a healthy version Mm -hmm. of uh, being friends with an ex exist or being friends with someone of the opposite sex exist? 
My answer is yes. Just it's probably the exception, not the rule. Yeah. And I will say too, I do believe a healthy version could exist as long as it's an open place for communication, not with your ex, but with your spouse. Your spouse should know they're an ex. Yep. Your spouse should yep. know yep. the situation and, and their input should matter. Even if it's the most platonic relationship in the entire world and nothing ever, whatever, whatever your circumstances, your current spouse's trust opinion and, and trust yeah. and feelings, even if it's nothing, should mean something because you always want to put them. It should be the priority. It yeah. should be the priority over the For friendship. Sure. Yeah. I, I feel like that's what marriage especially is. Engage Engagement, same way. Dating in, in a mm -hmm. less intense but similar way is this person is my priority. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day of uh, you're choosing to empathize more with your spouse mm -hmm. than anybody else. Like you're okay, choosing. You just touched me. You're there. choosing. You did? You're choosing to be on your spouse's team, have their opinions, have their back than anyone else. And so if that's compromised at all, I would say it's a no-go. Okay. And I hate to do that, but I'm going to be that person. I want to throw in the asterisk controlling your spouse and saying mm. you cannot be friends just because it's the opposite sex, just because those types of things I do not agree with. Because in a similar way it destroys the trust yes you're not giving your spouse any room to have their independent life yeah and their independent like identity and trust within the relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. relationships are this you know kind of two independent people figuring yes. out how to be on the same team yeah not dominating each other's lives or trying to hide their lives from the other so yeah Today's Couple Things episode is brought to you by Best Fiends. Babe, how would you feel about a little <laughs> friendly competition? I know you love a good challenge. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do too. Uh, do you know what level you're on in Best Fiends right now though? Okay, I see where this is going and I'm in. I love Best Fiends. It's my favorite de-stressor after we put Drew down for the night. Right, the puzzles are always so fun and challenging and they're always adding new levels so we never get bored. Seriously, just when you think you've seen it all, they surprise me. I mean, there are more than 5,000 levels in this app, so it just lasts forever, which I love. So just don't blame us if you get addicted to it. Let me tell you, they are constantly updating the app, adding new characters, levels, and maps. So there's always something to look forward to when you open it up. We love the characters, we love the colors, we love the storylines. So you never get bored, but babe, I would love to challenge you right after we get done with this episode. <laughs> You're on. Join in on the fun and download Best Fiends for free today on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. Next issue that was submitted by Instagram. Again, mm -hmm. thank you for participating in this. We got a lot of responses about, yeah. is your significant other being of a different religion a deal breaker? So. We know several people where this is tough. This one's heavy. Only because we are very lucky in the sense that we are of the same religion. We even struggled a little bit with religion early on because of our involvement, how involved we were, what our upbringings were like within that specific religion. But I will say, do I think it's possible to be within a relationship or a marriage with different religions? Yes. I 100% believe it's possible. Do I think it's, for the most part, 
a given that it will work? No. So we sat down with Dr. Carl Pillimer, who uh, is a doctor at um, Col- Colgate, Cornell. He's Dr. Colgate. Cornell. He's Dr. <laughs> Cornell. Yeah. Um, and he was talking about the things that cause rifts in families. And one of those is values. Yes. And so religion, whatever your thoughts, feelings, whatever your religion is, is kind of a set of values mm-hmm. shared within a certain community, right? Mm-hmm. So pursuing someone and and choosing to share a life with someone who has a different set of values or certainly whose family might have a different set of yes. values, uh, which a lot of times I feel like is a bigger issue. Like a, if you and I are dating of different religions, we have fig- this figured out, yes. but I go visit your parents and they just can't deal with the fact that, that we don't share the same religion or they see things way differently because of that. That is one of the major reasons for rifts. So again, I would say is having a different religion, a deal breaker. I would say it's more of a rule than exception that it is Mm -hmm. a deal breaker, unfortunately. And for the people who are listening to that and they're like, wow, I disagree with that completely. Again, there's always exceptions and this is just our opinion, but I think what's overlooked majority of the time within two people who are starting to date or even early within marriage that have different religions is look at the long term plan. Say you're a Christian and you celebrate Christmas every year and you go to a church service or not and your spouse doesn't. I just think that amount of um, difference within those beliefs and those traditions as it pertains to extended family Christmas dinners and Whatever it may be. Expectations, pretty much, with anything. Yeah, it takes a lot of planning because if you um, plan to bring kids into the world, are you going to teach them um, Christmas and Hanukkah? How are you going to celebrate both of those? Are you both going to go to the family's holiday traditions that, that celebrate those as well? What is church going to look like if you go to church? What if one of you believes in church but the other person doesn't? It's just... You have to you have to look a little bit farther down the road, even if it's easy at the moment. You yeah. have to say what what could this scenario put us in? Yeah, yeah. And we're not trying to discourage this by any no. means. Um, but when we sit down and interview other couples, which is our favorite, I mean, we love mm-hmm. doing that. We always ask, "What are your pet peeves?" Yeah. And a lot of these pet peeves are rooted in the sense of, "Hey, I don't take out the trash because yes. I wasn't raised that way to take out the trash," but you expect me to take out the trash because your dad always did. So you now have applied that expectation of the man of the house taking out the trash to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And with religion, there's so many layers of that that happen. Like you were mentioning family holidays. How do you navigate that? There's Mm -hmm. all these, everybody comes in with these certain expectations. And I just, I, I think that the different religions adds a layer of complication and yeah, it's tough. There, there's a lot of talk of our friends who have dealt with this situation. Mm-hmm. Hey, what if I convert? Does that just solve the problem? If I convert to their religion and that really the, it almost doesn't make a difference whether they convert or not, because yeah. it's a family issue of, yeah. I'm going to marry this person and it's great between you and I, but in, to some extent, my mom or dad feels cut off now and, or they don't approve fully. So they're not going to show up to the wedding because it's in a certain venue, you know, of a religious temple or sanctuary. You know what I'm saying? 
It's very complicated. All of that to say, we believe that the religion side is complicated, that it is, you are able to navigate it. That's just, that's just one of those topics um, within the deal breaker world that you should probably talk about a lot. Well, can, can I talk about it a little more too? Cause I, I yeah. have just compounding thoughts yeah. here. One to share the perspective that Sean and I have is we view marriage as, as kind of this blending of families, mm-hmm. right? And it's this opportunity to take all of the good things about Sean's family legacy, blend them with all the good things about my family legacy and try to get rid of all the bad things. So if you don't come from a family situation like that, where there's no expectations of religions from your parents or you're not close to them, whatever, I think that removes a layer of, of, mm-hmm. of complication. But I'll also say we do view marriage as religious. You know what I'm saying? Like we view it as a Christian God ordained blessing to have mm-hmm. in your life. And there's a lot that comes with that. So it's almost like we view it as a almost like obligation. I'm not sure we would have dated had we not been the same religion. And to pound it in a little further, just because we just want to, you know, let's just beat this. (laughs) Um, I think most religions, even if you're atheist, which I would deem a religion. Is that Mm. correct? Um, Well, yeah. No, it's a group. I don't know how. Um, I don't know how a group you, of yeah. people. Even if you're atheist, whatever your belief in that world is under that category, I think that belief structures how you see a relationship operating. Yes. What you can and cannot do, how you should and should not be, what your rules are, basically all of it. So if your basic foundational rules of how a relationship operates aren't on the same page. That can make a relationship very complicated. Yeah. That was a, I mean, we might need to do a whole entire episode on this one, to yeah. be honest with you. There's yeah. so much that goes yeah. into this. We need to find a couple who has worked it out and who has not. Today, um, let's just move on to the next one. Yes. Oh, geez. Well, this one is no easier. Yeah, this one's hard. So another topic of conversation when it comes to deal breakers is, is diet a deal breaker within a relationship? Yes. Can it be a deal breaker? Vegan? Alcohol, no alcohol, um, fast food versus not, someone, all of it. I think the underlying topic here in regards to diet is do you support your spouse and how? You know what I'm saying? If your goal, sorry, if my goal is to add 20 pounds of muscle and by doing that I need to cut out pizza, I need to cut out alcohol, and you're not supporting that at all, that's tough. See, I disagree with that. Really? I disagree with that because I don't see it as... You are of the mindset that a diet is a goal, right? Okay. That your lifestyle and your eating habits have purpose to them. I think you should break it down even farther to where that's just of a different mindset than a lot of people have. Okay. Diet as a whole, I think 100% can be a deal breaker because... Interesting. We've never had this conversation. Because that is lifestyle. I think diet can say a lot about what your lifestyle is. The fact that you just said, am I trying to put on weight? Am I trying to lose weight? You have a general understanding of what nutrition and physiology can do to your body, right? Okay. Say I'm going on a first date with someone and they're like, I want to go order one of everything from McDonald's. Okay. And I... Sounds like a fun date. And I want to go count calories at a salad bar. 
because my lifestyle represents both si- okay, like see, sides. Okay, see, see, but I also will rebut this by saying I think in diet as well as other issues, people don't approach it with the right perspective. So you're viewing diet as a self more of a selfish thing of of I need to count calories and and have salad and that's like this is just me versus a world mentality I feel like you know what I'm saying no no I, I I'm saying it's I think your diet and I'm not I don't use the word diet as like what diet are you on I'm specifically talking about how how do you what's your relationship with food like okay okay I think that can be very clear indicators of what your life is like. And that's just coming from my past, which has baggage with diet. Let me try to clarify. If I am not going to go on a date with you because you want to eat a salad and I want to eat McDonald's, then sure. I think that that's, if we're both so stubborn and so obsessively focused on this issue of food, do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Then it's a no go. Take it one step further. (laughs) I think you have it switched. Okay. I don't see it as you're not going to go on a date with me because I want to go eat a salad. (laughs) I see it as I'm not going to go. I can't. You're not mentally healthy enough. I'm not mentally capable of going to McDonald's and ordering one of everything. And being able in this. So I don't think this will work. So, Okay. Let's, I'm just saying <laughs> there's some more personal development that needs to be had there. For sure. You see what I'm saying? Like, but how many times have we said, do you see what I'm saying? But do you understand my perspective of, okay, let me, let me take it. This is really interesting. I was not expecting this conversation. I. I thought this was going to be a breeze one. Um, <laughs> I think first date, right? You take me to Dairy Queen. Okay. Okay. And you're like, delicious. I let's go crazy. Let's have a fun day. Let's order one of every blizzard on the menu. Let's taste the ice cream Sunday. Let's do this. That's a freaking great date. Great. I agree. I now agree. But when we first started dating, I was still in a place of an eating disorder. So if you took me there and I acted reserved and meek and I didn't eat and I was just like, ugh. I can't have that. Can you actually run? Can like we run across the street? I'm going to grab a salad. That would be a put off. That would no, be a turn off. No, here. Nope. No, I disagree. Because <laughs> I think relationships are at their best when a new situation arises, such as us at a Dairy Queen that you don't feel comfortable at. You're, you share your vulnerability of, hey, I really was excited about this concept for a date. I'm sorry. I am down right now because I have all this complex past. I'm sorry. And then we work through that and I say, Hey, you know what, babe, actually it's okay. I'm, I'm sorry to put you in this situation. And then we work through it. That, that, that's like a golden nugget that without that new situation of the food, we would have never, like, I would have never seen that side of you. It's be- That's a beautiful side of Agreed. it. Agreed. I don't know, one, how this is going to be able to be edited, <laughs> so I'm trying to think. Um, but two, I think it takes a lot of self-reflection and realization that a lot of people aren't capable of forming in certain phases of their life to where diets and lifestyles within food can be very polarizing. Mm. 
And it makes me sad to think that actually. A hundred percent. Yeah. There were so many years of my life where I could never admit that I had a problem and I would get defensive and I would get insecure and upset and depressed because a food or a date was limiting me to be the person that I was. You could, you couldn't share that you had a problem. I could not. Like you knew you had one and you wouldn't, you, you were like too embarrassed to share it or you didn't know you had a problem. This is both. new to me. Okay. Both. I went through phases of both. So I think diet, a hundred percent going back to what you said, if supported by your spouse, a hundred percent can be worked through and figured out. One can be vegan and one can eat meat. One can not drink alcohol and one can if it's supported, communicated and understood. But I do think there are situations within someone who's vegan, who has such a strong belief of the animal rights and the animal abuse side that they would they would never marry or date someone who ate meat. Okay, I was going to say this, but you concluding your thoughts with that makes me backtrack my next statement yeah. a little bit. But I was going to say, I feel like our, our next topic we were going to discuss is fitness. <laughs> and I feel this like might be a five-part interview. I, I feel like it's a similar thing as diet, yes. where if your top priority is your style that you eat in or your your workout schedule, if that's your top priority, you're not ready for a relationship. You're just, I don't think you, you're not ready. Imagine... Imagine us oh. being married and my top priority is still the fact that I'm not going to eat any fish. I like that's, so, I so disagree with that. What? You're not ready for a relationship <laughs> if I am not able to budge on how is that uh, open to disagreement? I don't. Because, because I want to go back to like animal activism and animal rights. If someone to their, their core and soul believes so strongly in a passion and a, and animal rights. Then belief. don't get in a relationship. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, absolutely. I'm enjoying this conversation. Absolutely not. I think they fully should be in a relationship with someone who supports their passion. It's it, their passion for animal activism is no different than our passion for elite athletics. But it's not There's my no top priority. It's not my top priority. It doesn't have to be their top priority, but they could still be vegan because of it and be supported by their spouse. No, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. But I'm saying if literally the if I had the choice between eating fish or dating Sean and my choices, I'm going to eat fish. I'm not ready to differ. I beg to differ. This is so interesting because I truly believe you and I work because we valued one of our biggest passions in life was, was health and fitness. That was just the thing that put us in the same arena. I agree. I agree. However, do you think that, if my diet was 100% candy and to be an elite athlete, the understanding of nutrition, it kind of goes hand in hand. So if I were eating 100% candy, I'm most likely not an elite athlete. Sure. So if I don't value the elite athletics, if I don't value fitness and I, and I spend majority of my time eating candy, our, our vibe wouldn't work. I agree with that. And so that's why I'm saying our hobbies, our interests, the things exactly. we talk about is just going to be thinner. So what I'm saying is it doesn't have to be someone's full priority, but if that's who they are, if that's their, their hobbies and their interests but, that form their lifestyle sure, of who sure, they sure, are, sure. that's why I'm saying if you have someone at McDonald's and you have someone at a salad bar, like at a Whole Foods, 
not saying that they can't ever mesh. No, I'm not saying that at all. But if those relate to their core values and hobbies and interests as a human being, those most likely aren't going to mesh. You're saying the Venn diagram of overlap of overlapping interests is yes. going to be smaller. Yes. I agree. I, and I think we're just getting caught up on the phrase here. You're saying if this is their interest, I'm saying if this is their priority, you know, for sure. Like <laughs> if you're prioritizing, yeah, I need to go eat a tomato instead of talking to my husband. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that's the question. I think it's, can differing diets. Okay. So if you're vegan and I'm, I only eat meat. Then I think we might have a hard time. I think that would take communication as to what our, what our outside hobbies are, which takes me back to one of my first statements about diet. I think diets are clear indicators of your lifestyle, of what your hobbies are, of what your yes. passions are. Yeah, yeah. And so I think diet can be very polarizing. Okay, I agree with you. I know. I, <laughs> I I think we I think we ended up on the same I think, page. I don't know. I, I will say know. my mentor shared this with me. I and like this. That was we got freaky there for a second. Yeah. My mentor shared this, and I viewed it as some of the most valuable dating advice I've ever received. This was he shared this right before we got engaged. He said, "Andrew, listen. The only things that matter when you're looking for a spouse are her heart for you and her heart for God." Now. We come from a religious background. So he's saying, if you care for me and I feel that deeply Mm -hmm. and I can reciprocate that and we share that same value set of religion, he said, everything else is style and style changes. The only two things that matter are her heart for you and her heart for God. Everything else is style and style changes. Yeah. I think that's powerful and applies here because I might be a vegan for two years, for three months and whatever. That's a style. It's a, it's the a style of eating. Fitness is a style of your schedule. Yeah. When we have a kid, we've been through these evolutions of we did whole thirty. We did football training where I was bulking up. We've done American Ninja Warrior where I'm swimming. It's style. Agreed. And it's not the top priority. Like I agree. It, it falls. So. Okay. Wrapping that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't We're think ready. it's deal breaker, but I think I think it can be complicated. <laughs> We're gonna skip over fitness because I think we just kind of yes. talked about that. Oof. Yeah. Wow. We need in two hours. We literally, I did not know. I thought diet was going to last four seconds. The next one is this. Kids. Kids. If one person wants kids and the other person doesn't want kids. Yeah, that's tough. I think that's really tough because I think that comes into having had a kid now. I feel like I could say this before. I think that's, it would be hard for me to be able to say I think it comes a lot with an identity and a purpose you feel within yourself. Mm. So if you don't feel called to that purpose, I think that I do believe that could be a deal breaker. We, we do know several couples that have Mm -hmm. approached this where one person really wanted kids. The other person didn't Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. And they've made it work and it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see the sacrifices that one has made for the other. Um, probably not the ideal situation that you'd want to walk into Mm -hmm. if you had the choice, right? I think when you take a second and you think, do I want kids or not? I think Mm. you're looking so far into the future of what your entire life looks like. And if you actively are, are wanting that or actively are not wanting that, you're seeing very specific lifestyles. 
And if your significant other doesn't see that type of lifestyle, I think that could be very hard. Mm. Yeah, I do. I do view marriage. It's it's a blend of loving the person as they are now versus wanting a certain future together, Mm -hmm. which and it's a beautiful mix. Yes. But I think when choosing your spouse before you even get to that part, you got to weed out a lot of candidates of saying, hey, the future is not everything. Right. Mm hmm. There's a lot of importance of me loving you, who you are right now, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, we don't have it's we're not going to have kids for 10 years because we're 20 years old, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to weed out the candidates that might not want that same trajectory. Mm-hmm. Very, very touchy. And someone uh, did ask with this topic, how soon do you have this conversation? I, I yeah. think you have that very soon because that's just where do I see my life going? I know when I was dating, I was looking for the father of my children. That's how I saw my life. Hmm. And whether that was children that I was able to bear or adoptive children, I hmm. saw children in my life and I was looking for a partner who would be within that world with me. And I think that looks different to people who don't want kids. Yeah. I think this is where making a list for, <laughs> things you want in a spouse kind of comes in handy. Yeah. Of, hey, do they check the box of wanting kids? Great. Do they check the box of having saving religion? Great. Do they check the box of whatever? Like certain things are just kind of qualifiers of, hey, yeah. I see so much beauty in this person, but we don't share this core value. So, it's so not- we either need to really talk about this mm. or... We need to maybe go other ways. Mm, that's tough. Yeah. This Next is interesting. <laughs> yeah. We're Next about to one. go off, right? I feel like I'm about to go off on this one. Marriage. I know. I know Marriage. Baby. Does one person want to be married and the other not want to be married? Let me just, maybe I'm an old man at 29 here. I just view, I, I say this. Marriage and having kids is not for everyone, but if it's for you, I feel like the sooner you prepare yourself to do so, the better. Yeah. Just do it. Like, there's marriage is the coolest tool for whether you're into self-improvement or romance or whatever you're into Rome marriage is this amazing incubator of that. It's so it's the best. Like, why would you not? That's how I feel. I agree with you, but we agree on a lot of value things. I understand that marriage is a belief. Marriage under God is a belief. Marriage by contract is a contract. And a lot of people can live by common law marriage and can live so happily just as a partner. Okay. 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 So as it pertains to deal breakers within the topic of this conversation, I think it goes back to religion. I think it goes back to lifestyle. I think it goes back to kids. If you believe the same thing, the moral compass of your foundation of your relationship, if it is aimed at the same target and you are going by the same guidelines and beliefs, then yes, I think it can work if you don't believe in marriage. But I think if one of you believes in marriage and one of you doesn't, I think you have to look at the foundation of your relationship. Because I think the foundational values and core beliefs that each of you have might be different, which can cause a lot of issue within your relationship. 
I feel like one thing that's useful with this conversation and with the conversation about kids is having some sort, you said the word target, mm-hmm. some sort of target for what you want your life to look like. Def- like if you were just going to sit down and define, Hey, this is what a successful looks like or a successful life looks like. I had kids. Mm-hmm. I was married for 50 years. I lived in home, like in the same town as my parents, like fast forward your life to the day before you die. And ask yourself, what does a successful life look like? I think that like the, the marriage issue is a huge kind of accomplishment for a lot of people in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. It's like, hey, I was in this 50-year relationship that was so rewarding to me. I, I just think it, it comes down to if you both believe the same thing and are supporting each other in the same thing, then it works. Mm-hmm. If you aren't, it gets complicated. Next topic, cheating and, and infidelity. Can you find a way back from that? I say, yeah. I say, yeah. I say, yeah. I think it apply. I think this uh, is kind of in the same conversation as, well, first of all, a lot of it has to do with trust, yes. right? That's the biggest core issue yes. here that people need to work through. But it's almost like um, if I come from a background where sex is like this massive deal, mm-hmm. like an idol and it's that's ruined in our relationship, then that's going to be tough. Right. Mm-hmm. But if, if people come from, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting conversation. I think it, you can find your way back, um, with two people who are willing to work through it. Mm. I think it's one of those things where if you choose from day one, you're going to work through it, then you're going to work through it. Mm. and you're going to figure out why and how it happened Mm. and you're going to work to make that never happen again we know friends who have made it through this successfully friends who have not made it through this well friends who have been in limbo for years Mm -hmm. and again it went one way one way or the other but yeah i think i will say the ones that made it work actively chose yeah but whichever way you go it's probably better to just make up your mind and if yeah Yes. No, no sense in hanging around in a situation that you're not fully bought into, Mm -hmm. to your point. I will say too, on that note, that a lot of notes that came on Instagram Mm. were about lying, cheating, stealing, Mm. doing all of these things. We've talked about this before. Marriages aren't perfect. No human being is perfect. You will make mistakes every single day of your life. It's just for some reason within society, we put a scale as to what matters and what doesn't. And I think every day with your spouse, if you are asking for forgiveness and trying your hardest and trying to be better, and you both are, you can work through anything. Well, I don't know if sex is one of those things that we just put artificial value on, you know? No, I'm just saying, we've talked about this before within religion. It's like, oh, people lie every day. And Christians brush it off as like not a sin. It is a sin, but they're like, oh, that's not a big deal. But the second you steal something or the second you cheat or the second you whatever, it becomes such a bigger deal. And it's like, it's all a sin. Every single day we're sinning against each other. So we did this whole episode on intimacy. Yeah. And we kind of discuss intimacy as the most raw, gentle place of a person. And I do think the infidelity a lot of times tarnishes that yeah that access to that innocent raw place mm-hmm. so 
is it a deal breaker? It certainly can be. It certainly is a lot of in a lot of cases, um, but it doesn't have to be. And realize that there have been plenty of people who have made it through such situations. I just think you you mentioned this earlier: open communication, honesty, and just working through that together is mm-hmm. paramount. Yes. Okay. The rest of these, I'm going to rapid fire for us. Are you ready for this? Yeah. We're going to give one or two lines and we're moving on. Okay. Laziness or no ambition? One has it, one doesn't. I think it's the same as style. Uh, You probably, like, it's not a deal breaker, but you probably don't want to share that. that. Oh, frick, now you got me all tripping up because I'm (laughs) nervous. Uh, It's a value set. Someone said, is it worth the work to ask for this to change in someone? One... You can't expect your spouse to change. You first have to learn to support them. And then within support, you guys figure out a way to make life work. And you change over time. Identifying one issue and saying, can you change this for me? I think is hard. Yeah. Next one. Doesn't get along with my family. Mm. I think you marry a family. Yep. I think that makes it very complicated. Um admitting and accepting that no family is perfect is huge. I think you open yourself up to hurt if you pursue someone who doesn't get along with your family. You're either going to hurt them, your significant other or you're going to hurt your family and neither are a good place to be. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to ask yourself what's worth sacrificing. But I will say this, if you're married to that person and then there's something that happens that changes them from getting along to not getting along, you got to choose your spouse. Yes. I feel that. I do feel that. There's a lot of others that we didn't get to, babe. Maybe we do a part two, depending on how uh, how valuable people find this. Let's just rapid episode. fire these. You, oh, we're going to keep ripping? Okay. Rapid we, fire. Ready? Okay. How they treat others. Service Huge workers deal. or family. Huge deal. Yeah. It talks, value, yeah. That is what the person is like. Are you kidding me? It's freaking respect. Habits like smoking, drinking too much, or hard drugs. I just think that those are all abuse of all of those things is an indication of some personal work that needs to be done. Yeah. Deal breaker? Um, yes and no. Okay. Depends on the situation. This is your favorite one. Hygiene. Ah. Not a big deal to me. It is a big deal to me. Is it a deal breaker? No. Does it falls in style to you? It does fall in style. Interesting. Interesting. Bad credit, financially irresponsible. Mm. I think you're opening yourself up to hurt if you're with someone who's irresponsible. Just if they're financially irresponsible, they're probably irresponsible in other areas of life. So why? Doesn't love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a deal breaker. Animals are interesting, on. though. Animal people feel so pat. People do. There's such a range of feelings on animals, you know. They have been to or are in jail. I think it's totally redeemable. <laughs> redeemable? If they've been to jail and they've changed. Sure. Oh, 100 percent. I just love the are in jail. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if they are in jail, it's hard, but still redeemable. I agree. They are a messy eater or chew loudly or with their mouth open. <laughs> Nate Bargatze is a comedian on Netflix. Check him out. He's hilarious. He does like family comedy. He talks about how he's going to see a therapist and he says, I don't like the way my wife talks. And the guy's like, what do you mean? Like the way she sounds? He's like, no, no, no. That'd be a huge problem. If I didn't like the way my wife <laughs> <Yeah>. sounds, <laughs> that's tough. But yeah. it's just her cadence and speaking. He yeah. couldn't get down. Anyway, it's definitely is, not a deal funny. breaker. Yeah. House thermostat. Get real. What a joke. No, not Style. valuing, not valuing other human life, races, disabilities, etc. 
I think that's a huge deal. Huge deal. I think that goes with how you treat others. I think that speaks to your character. It goes with the spirit of charity and giving as well. Yeah. Yeah. If someone likes baseball or knows about baseball, it's not a deal breaker. Uh, I can't believe that made the list. (laughs) Doesn't take care of himself, mind and body. Style thing. Mm -hmm. No sense of humor. Mm. Tattoos and piercing. This is interesting. um, What do you look for in a spot? Like what is a deal breaker? I don't know. Overall, the rest of them, it says tattoos and piercings, overly critical, terrible communicator. If they hate Disney World. <laughs> bad breath or physical abuse. Uh, Physical abuse, absolutely not. That is the deal breaker. All of this to say. Well, wait. We do need to touch on that. All of these have kind of been, I feel like, definitely things that can be worked through, except yeah. for physical abuse. Yes. I think that's probably the one thing I'm a hard line on. You can't, you cannot tolerate a situation where no. you're being abused in any way shape or form if you're so, married if you're dating if it's family no that get, is get out of the situation yes you can have a conversation i don't i i need to have a better understanding of what the the mindset is the, the kind of the victim mindset but get out of the situation and you can deal yes. with whatever you need to deal with afterwards yes so Outside of physical abuse or mental abuse for that matter. I think that's just abuse of any kind. All of these, I don't believe there's a deal breaker in relationships. I I don't. I think every relationship is different. I think every relationship is unique. And I think you can truly make anything work. But whatever you're choosing to make work, you are choosing to Mm. make work. That is your choice. So someone told me this early on when I was dating a different boyfriend, but we we weren't talking about marriage. I was talking about marriage to my parents and they were like, listen, whoever you choose, you're choosing that person and you're choosing that life for the rest of your life. So you have to be okay with whatever that comes with. Yeah. And if you're good with it, you're great with it. And that works, but you're choosing. I don't think there's such thing as an easy relationship but there are certainly things that can make relationships easier Mm -hmm. marriage is easier meaning if you choose someone that gets along well with your family if you choose someone that lives in the same town as you or who isn't in prison or if you choose someone who has the same hobbies same interests the all of these things just kind of are conducive to Mm -hmm better conversation to open communication to being around each other and spending time with each other more to feeling closer connected. So keep that in mind as you navigate this space. But are there any deal breakers? I think we only, we only said one. Yeah. The abuse is the only deal breaker I can think of. (laughs) Would love to hear your thoughts though, as well. This was a a list put together through an Instagram community and uh, I, it actually was pretty interesting to think about. I hope some of what we said made sense. We just kind of... I feel like we got in the weeds there a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we, I, I think we'll have a nice follow-up conversation yeah, about we will. this. And if you uh, like this podcast, we do try to make this something that's fun to listen to with your spouse, significant other, whoever that may be. So um, let us know. Might if, be. My, I did say that weird. I think I like it. Let us know if, if you do have a conversation and, and what the conclusion of that was. But that's all we have for you today. Thank you for listening. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, since you made it this far into the show, I think you might have liked it. So please do so. Give it a rating. Takes maybe 10 to 15 seconds. (laughs) 
Uh, we love hearing your feedback and reviews. So we'll see you next week, though. We have another fantastic interview. That's all we got. I'm Andrew. I'm Sean. And we are the East fan. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.